Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amazon Podcast, episode number 65, part 5. It's me, Henry T. Miller. Did you say it was part 6? Fuck! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fuck. Literally just said, Casimir, we're on part 6, and then said part 5. Classic, <laughs> classic fail. Okay, welcome to part 6 of Amazon Podcast, episode 65. It is, again, Henry P. Miller and Casimir the Swede. Yeah, here to talk about this BFF tournament still. Yeah, still going on the on the same tournament. Uh, we've both had our round two games, and yep. we're going to talk you through them. So, Casimir, do you want to go first? Who did you play against? Yes, I played against the tournament organizer himself, uh, a.k.a. The Ringer, uh, SmithF. Uh, so we were playing, uh, I think for this one we only had the scenario set, which was assassinations. We had to like pick a character of the opposing uh, enemy army that you had to kill, and you they pick a character from you, and you just have to make sure they don't die. Correct. So uh, we talked about this on the last episode, and you had to choose a sideboard. So which sideboard did you choose? Well, I I was convinced by the siren song, and I chose my my shooting sideboard with the <laughs> uh, the racket uh, stuff. Uh, so that was uh, definitely entertaining. I think this is a, it's a good time to like test it out because I think the shooting that just doesn't really occur a lot in the in the what is the the good vermin lists right now. Okay, and so, uh, what does Smith F take? <laughs> yeah, he obviously took his uh, mortar sideboard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so he got like all the shooting, uh, writers mortar, uh, volleygun, and inquisitor, uh, which is uh, is uh, figures prominently in my story. <laughs> Because, uh, so I, I decided that I thought, okay, well, the Inquisitor, he's like a guy with light troops and, and the Hammer of the Witches and a pistol and all this kind of stuff. He will, you know, he'll need to commit him to be able to use him. So, so I, I'm going to pick him because he doesn't want to put him in the, in the corner. So he's the best uh, chance I have uh, of killing uh, the, a character, I think. Yeah. And he just, he just went balls to the wall and he picked my dictator. Because, you know, if, you, if you're going to win, you're going to win big, I guess. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so do you want to get started on the game? Yes. Yeah. So, Hermann Schaffenstopp is a dreaded name that even the most callous vermin fear. His legend has been used to scare little runtlings in the litter for generations. Today, <laughs> today, Gorgus would put an end to the hated rat slayer once and for all. For weeks, his scouts had stalked a paltry band of human warriors across the countryside. The rumors had been true. Hermann, or at least one of his descendants, Gorgos wasn't quite sure how long Manfings actually lived, had joined this army. And that would be his downfall. The scouts had reported that Manfings carried mighty guns with them. Thinking to counter like with like, Gorgos had expended great wealth to enlist the services of Clan Rakashit and Scritch the Mad. Surely, the superior vermin technology would rip these weak manlings apart. <laughs> Gorgus had picked the perfect spot for his ambush, the outskirts of a small town, farm town with many hills and great rocks to provide cover for his teeming hordes. He would encircle and crush the false empire scum. However, peeking up from behind... 
Sorry, that one was a bit loud. <laughs> I thought it was a However, shorter one. peeking up uh, over the ribs of a prominent crest, he saw the human army arrayed for battle. Blast it. Somehow they had been alerted to his presence. The worthless scouts would pay for their negligence. Bazinga. <laughs> All was not lost. He saw the humans arrayed close together in the center. His encircling maneuver had yet had some potential. In customary fashion, he places great hordes of slaves directly opposite to what looked like knights in glistening armor. Let them dull their blades for a while. Not fully trusting the volatile contraptions of the engineer Screech, he relegated them and his cadre of sharpshooters to his right flank. On his left, the slobbering brutes would sweep down the hill together with Peepsqueak II, his new herald, and drive the man scum before them. Uh, as the first blast of Empire Horns rang out across the battlefield, a group of lightly armored horsemen raced, <laughs> raced towards the ramshackle explosive devices Scritch had rigged together. Gorgas snickered contemptuously. Did they not know that they would blow themselves to smithereens if they even got close? Uh, as the riders drew closer, a single figure split away from the unit. Clad entirely in black, wearing a wide-brimmed hat, defying the winds of momentum to stay on his head. He pointed a long-barreled pistol towards the dreadmill chariots. With a snap that could be heard from far away, he fired a single shot. As the gunpowder smoke uh, rose around the lonesome rider, a deafening boom accompanied the explosion of the first dreadmill chariot. Astonished, Gorgas watched as the explosion triggered a chain reaction, causing another of the devices to detonate. The last veered off wildly and smashed into a ditch on the side of the battlefield. Herman Schaffensnuff had made his presence known. <laughs> Roaring in frustration, Gorgas commanded all legions forward. The tide of rats rushed across the battlefield. Mortar shots rained down, smashing asunder Lidio de Vaz. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> On the flank, Screech's exterminator Globadiers advanced through the wrecked, uh, wreckage of the Dreadmill Chariots, lobbing firebrands at the Outriders. Together with the uncanny accuracy of Screech and his elite unit of sharpshooters, many were felled, but somehow they kept their cohesion. Gorgus watched all this from behind the safety of his escarpment. He knew that the man he knew the man thing's dirty tricks. He would not risk his own hide against the cannon they had surely brought. On the left on the right flank the outriders turned on a dime and rushed past the Globadiers, leaving them reeling. Herman pushed his steed into a gallop and formed up with the units that subsequently disappeared from Gorgas's view uh, behind the farm building. A boom echoed across the Empire lines. There was there was the cannon. The lead ball crashed into scritched uh, uh, sharpshooters, smashing two weapon teams into your uniform spear of gore. <laughs> but under the watchful eye of Screech's hulking bodyguards, they held form. The humans were close now, screeching as loud as he could and waving his halberd above the lip of the hill. Gorgas commanded all legions to charge. But as he did so, the manlings started to clatter their swords against their shields. The vermin line faltered. Disobedient scum! Only one pack of slaves that couldn't halt their own momentum stumbled into the arrayed knights. Don't to make matters worse, the next the swordsman unit next to them. <laughs> I don't know. How loud are these? That's what I wonder. <laughs> it's really long. It's like a whole song. <laughs> 
clearly, clearly very prepared on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to make matters worse, the swordsman next to the knights uh, seized the rattling and expertly countercharged the slaves in the flank. Blasts, when did the man things learn such tricks? Gorgas had never seen the like. However, from a hidden alcove behind the knights, two large groups of stalkers emerged. Finally, more firepower. They fired their pistols into the raging melee, felling knights and slaves alike. Looking to the right, Gorgas watched as Scritch commanded all his troops to fire on the area hidden behind the building. Herman was surely done for. Even the Gisales in the sharpshooter's uh, hands glowed with the, uh, as they engaged their experimental firing modes. A massive fusillade descended on the area from all angles. Pistols from the stalkers in the rear. <laughs> I have one machine gun noise. <laughs> of all the apparently missiles from the Globadiers, a storm of bullets from Scritch's bodyguards and high-powered shots from the Gisales. Ah, a job well done, thought Gorgas, turning back to the center. Now to mop up this excuse for an army. Out of the corner of his eye, Gorgas glimpsed something. What? A lonesome figure emerged from the plume of smoke from behind the house. No. Gorgas felt his legs go weak as Herman Schaffenstoff raced directly at him. Herman was bloodied and badly wounded, but the mad witch hunter definitely did not seem deterred. He needed to flee, he needed to get away, there was only one way to go, towards the human army. Pleading more than commanding, he ordered all units to charge once more and raced over the hill. As he crested the hill, a magical onslaught followed by a hail of bullets greeted him. Was there no safe place in the world? The cannonball crashed into Kingsby's second platform, and yet another mortar shot detonated in the midst of the legionnaires. How would he survive this? On the right flank, ranks of marksmen rushed towards his stalkers uh, that were firing into the back of the knights. But clever as they were, the stalkers retreated through the building. Good. They could chase the blasted witch hunter. Surely a few volleys would finish him off. On the other side of the, of the building, uh, only three stalkers emerged though. How was that? But then he saw the reason. After them came a small crowd of humans brandishing pitchforks and severed rat heads emerging from the building. Scritch's bodyguard tried to growl at the remaining three stalkers, but they were too decimated to care. They kept on fleeing. Oh no. The stalkers fled at full speed towards Scritch's, uh, Scritch and his sharpshooters. Stay? Stay, growled Gorgas, but to no avail. Scritch and his cadre dropped their guns and left the battlefield. Gorgas could hear hoofbeats behind them. Who would save him now? In front of him, the battle raged. The knights had finally fought three of the slaves and crashed into Pick Squeaks, the second's platform, and the legionnaires. However, on their right, the brutes were getting ready to charge the flank of the knights. But a motley crew, but suddenly, a motley crew of brigands emerged from the forest and started to hoot and holler. holler. Some even uncovered the behinds of the British brutes. Roaring in rage and lust, the brutes completely ah. changed their course and chased the brigands into the forest. Ah. <laughs> From the midst of the knights, a single figure emerged. Resplendent in gold armor, he raised his sword towards Pipsqueak. Turn him down, you fool, thought Gorgas. He knew his new apprentice was no fighter. Let others do the dirty work for you. 
After all, that was how Gorgas had earned all his achievements in life. But no, Pipsqueak cackled with glee as he raised his staff in acceptance of the challenge. Great king of rats, Gorgas had gr greater or graver things to worry about. He summoned his courage and uttered foul incantations, powering them with the bodies of his minions. As Herman crested the hill, Gorgas closed his eyes and opened his mouth wide to let loose a great torrent of corrosive bile. <laughs> as he opened his eyes, the man was still coming. Gorgas took several shots to the chest that burned and seared his flesh. A cannonball whipped past his head. A warm, wet sensation started to spread between his legs. There was only one way to go, back across the hill. <laughs> As he ran, he saw Pipsqueak's bodyguards actually kill the mighty champion, but to no avail, for they were still crushed by a countercharge by the other man-things. It was time to leave. Weaving from side to side in a zigzag pattern, Gorgas felt bullets after bullet shoot past him as he departed the battlefield. Uh, I uh, I lost fifteen five. <laughs> <laughs> I have I drew... no idea how that if that worked or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I wonder if they were maybe a bit too loud. Um, it looks okay on the on the feedback, but we'll okay, we'll see good. we'll see. That's good. I like good. I have like this soundboard of like twenty different buttons. They just have like a little note on them, and yeah. I don't know what all of them do. But sometimes I just I just like when I feel like it's relevant, I press one, <laughs> 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 and if I don't have one, then I just make it up. <laughs> well, I, Let's see. Nice. Let's let's see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think maybe it's better <laughs> if I do the sound things myself, but yeah, I don't have a soundboard, so at <laughs> least uh, at least I'll try to do it for your version. So <laughs> it was a bit of an experiment, but <laughs> let us know yeah. what you think. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, yeah. So so we so, we neither of us managed to kill each other's. My dictator survived on a single wound. And his witch hunter survived on a single wound, and they were just like running after each other, shooting and magicking each other to the end. And <laughs> it sounded like uh, you cast a spell on the witch hunter, and it didn't do any damage. Yeah, and it was also I, I shot them for like at least four rounds, and he just like kept making his saves, uh, and it was <laughs> uh, it was very frustrating. Okay, but it sounds like a really fun game. Yeah, it was it was really fun. There was like the moment when the the stalkers went for the building and they all died to DTs, which is what the the crowd of angry peasants symbolized. That, ah, uh, okay. they, like it it all lots of my shooters fled, which was like at that point I was like oh, I lost like three units in, at once, and I thought oh no, like now it's just gonna be shit because then he he could all, like he had a cannon shot that could have killed the dictator as well. But he missed, and then the game was still alive, you know. Yeah. But okay. it was it was quite close to just being him just like running straight over me. <laughs> what did the all the war machines and stuff do? Did you think that the shooting Dude, worked? He hit he the mortar hit like four times, just absolutely destroying shit. Uh, so yeah, the witch hunter shot one time and killed all the dreadnought chariots in one volley. Because they like you know he killed one and then that exploded, killing the next one, which exploded and almost killed the last one, which then panicked and fled off the board. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, I see, I see why nobody plays these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it sounded like a lot of well, at least like at least our narrative version of it. There was like a lot of explosions, a lot of yeah. a lot of bullets going around everywhere, a lot of uh, people dying, a lot of screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
I just like I, I think the problem was I just didn't pick up enough points, you know, because I, I like I had some moments where I couldn't pursue because of bubbles and you know like the generals bubble because I had to stay behind the hill. Yeah, I see. And things like that. So, so there was a lot of things dying, but in the end, mostly he picked up a lot all my like small points and stuff. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but fifteen five. Yep. So we are nine points now after two games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, the only good thing is that next round is army swap. So hopefully, I get to to, to kill my own army a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess you're pretty much you're probably playing against your own army, right? Or you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you are playing against your own army, so. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just hoping that I can get like uh, you know uh, Matty P or something, so I get to just push the warrior straight at it. But we'll see. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Like anyone who doesn't play Vermiswarm is going to have absolutely no idea what to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I I would yeah, certainly have absolutely no idea what to do. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be quite interesting. Maybe it's gonna be a quite a long game though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. There'll be a lot of like rules questions and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so my game, I played against Mr. Axel Vicious Cavalicious himself oh, from yes. the Paired Weapons Let's podcast. Um, he chose Sideboard B, which was the one that I was least worried about. It had the, <laughs> okay. the, two, the two groups of pigs and two groups of feral hounds, Mongol Raiders, Raised Dust Chariot, and another unit of guards. Yeah, like all the... All the, the derpy shit, basically. The, yeah, the, the beast herd zoo, basically. Yeah. And I chose my sideboard with the shapeshifter, the archers, the bry maidens, and the rangers. Yeah, so your shooty sideboard, basically. Yeah, somewhat slightly more shooty. Well, basically the non-tree sideboard. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, true, true. That's a bit Actually, easier. Actually, it's only one or two. I guess the Briar Maiden shoot a bit as well. Yeah, they have yeah. poison shots and they have a magic missile. So that's what that's exactly what I chose as well. Because I yep. thought that all the or as much shooting as possible to get the, the whittle the pigs down would be a good idea. So, how did the game go? Um, so it was again the assassination scenario. I think we did battle line. Um, the it was deployed like the heath hunters on the left, uh, the rangers in the forest with the eagles, because I didn't want the the bribe beast to like appear in the forest out of nowhere. <laughs> so they're just like roosting in the trees. Yeah, we're sitting there Checking waiting. <laughs> and the rangers were just kind of sat on their ass in the forest as well, just like hanging out chilling, smoking some, like, sylvan bread or sylvan leaves or whatever they do. And just to basically block the bribe beast from coming up and being annoying. Uh, uh, so how does it work? Does it have to... So it has to be fully in the forest and yeah, outside Yeah, exactly. It has to be fully in the forest and obviously it can't be within an inch of one of my units. So, okay, so, so the unit of rangers really and the eagles were just blocking it. Because I just thought it was a relevant relevant thing to do and it was also next to a wall so I could just kind of sit the rangers behind the wall and if anyone wanted to, to charge them then they get distracting in the first round yeah uh, who did you pick by the way I don't think you said oh yeah uh, I picked his BSB and he picked my uh, forest prince Ah. because the BSB was the easiest one to kill and the forest prince was the one that was going to get into combat so yep. it made sense so there was Heath Hunters in the middle, then there was Archers, Bry Maidens and the Eagle King, and then on the flank, the Shapeshifter and the Kestrels on the right side. So 
I redeployed the Huntsman and the General basically behind the central unit of Heath Hunters. So that I was getting the first turn, so um, I could Vanguard out of the way and then, then move the, the Hunters into position. Was basically yeah, the how, how was his line? Was he, was he just like lined up in the middle? or? Um, yeah, somewhat. He had the chariot on the left, then you had a pigs, and then the two blocks that weren't ambushing, then more pigs, and then the centaurs on the right. And then behind he had two units of gargoyles, and then in front he had two units of dogs which vanguarded up. So, that's basically the deployment. Um, I thought it looked okay at this point. Um, I pushed up. I didn't do. I didn't. I just made. I pushed up enough that he couldn't really charge me with any of the pigs because they're quite long charge ranges. Um, I focused all my shooting on the dogs, and I killed all the dogs, all sixteen of them. <laughs> you just kick animals, dude. I just shot them with arrows. Okay. Yeah. That's that's far better. Yeah, it's more humane, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess Silvanels would definitely hit the heart of the beast, right? So. Yeah, they get all my guys are trained trained hunters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I did. Uh, I think I kind of focused on the the right side unit of pigs, which was the most uh, pressing threat with the magic, and I did six hit points damage with a combination of swarm of insects. Um, Master of Earth and a bit of shooting. So that was basically my turn one. Um, his turn one, he just pushed up everything, uh, just to put a bit of pressure on. Kept out of charge range of the Huntsman, of course, just trying <laughs> to avoid those guys. Um, he put his mongrel raiders up a little bit round the corner of like an impassable, and my Kestrels could kind of see them and charge over the impassable. So I, that he missed that? Or, or yeah, what? I think he missed it because it gave me an overrun into the pig unit. Ah, shit, yeah. So that meant, because I'd killed two already, if I charged the mongrels, um, moved up some shooting and did the magic and stuff into the pigs, if I could ping off like another couple of pigs in the shooting phase and kill one in combat, they wouldn't be steadfast. So it wasn't like too difficult f to achieve that. And obviously I went... And obviously, like, so I took that charge, and I don't think he... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he stood in shot, didn't do anything, because it was, like, hard target, yeah, like hard, charging, yeah, hard some yeah, I guess from behind the impassable as yeah. well, so hard exactly. target, exactly. or what is it, uh, yeah, the extra minus. Yeah. Um, he'd placed a chariot quite well, which meant that I couldn't quite get around the flank with the left unit of hunters. Um, so I kind of just hung out with that unit. And then the middle unit hunters were just kind of like looking for just some weak spots to do some damage with the shooting. And the gargoyles were like sitting right at the back and I couldn't even reach them, which was really annoying. Um, <laughs> the shapeshifter, he was kind of getting faced off with the centaurs on the right side. Um, okay. And I didn't really want to run at the, run, run at the centaurs because they have like 10 throwing weapons. And even though I'm hard so you were, target, like keep, keeping outside of uh, threat range of that as well. Yeah, exactly. But he, but he basically just decided to uh, turn around and look at the back of the board, so that if the ah. ambushers came on, I could just charge the ambushers. So ah, yeah. just basically protected my archers, my rear, the rear of my archers. Yeah. 
So I also moved up the Bry Maidens as a pledge to uh, his uh, general, which is called Razak the Emancipator and his uh, Longhorns. The okay, Razak. like as a, as a pledge? What do you mean? Like a sacrificial victim. Oh, okay. They're making like some kind of ritual or some shit. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So the, the Bry Maidens were ordered up to... Uh, to stand there and take a charge from the Razak's Roughnecks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then the, with the anticipation that if you charge them, um, I might do a little bit of damage, but they're probably going to die. And then my uh, Huntsman could charge them in the flank with, and then and the Eagle King in the front. That was basically the, the trade-off. Um, the, this kind of the, the downside of this was that if my the hunter king and his retinue charged the uh, the wild horns, is that they would be kind of out of the game because they'd be in the right side of the board, and his the scenario and the objective was the BSB sitting in the bunker at the back. Okay, so he's really keeping that safe towards the back then. Yeah, like but it was follow. it was still a good play for me because I get a lot of yeah. points. Yeah, definitely, dude. This is like really complicated to visualize. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the Kestrel Knights overran into the pigs, which was planned. And I'd also done a, a, <laughs> a few more wounds against them in, uh, in magic. Um, so that was also good. So that, was, that side was looking pretty good for me. Um, in his turn, the Raznak's Roughnecks took the bait and charged the Maidens. Um, I guess they were just after a bit of elf puss. <laughs> yeah, ready to slay. Yeah. Um, the ambushers came on from behind. Um, the wild horn ambushers with the throwing weapons came on behind the hunters on the left. Yeah. And then the longhorns like snuck in uh, to the s- like the side of the shapeshifter to kind of threaten. <laughs> to threaten that's the right side, because um, because the, the shapeshifter had like turned around and faced the rear. The centaurs, like, pushed up on the right. They weren't in shooting range, but they were, like, kind of threatening that, all that side. So, in the magic phase, the soothsayer, Jaghorn Stoneskin, he cast all his spells, a failed to dispel swarm of insects, the, the archers failed a panic test. Whoa. Um, nice. Then he... And then he... Uh, for your lives! <laughs> he cast Awaken a Beast on the pigs. I couldn't dispel it. And he also got Break the Spirit oh. off on the Huntsman. Even yeah. though I was Magic Res 2, and he was throwing four dice, and I was throwing five dice. Like, fuck. Oh, no. So everything went wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and then in the shooting phase, the ambushers on the left side shot the Heath Hunters, and they fled off the table. Oh shit, dude! Abandoned <laughs> uh, ship. And then the the kestrels like scratch the pigs to death and and make them flee. <laughs> um, so my turn three, I was like, "Fuck it, the el the elk lord and the huntsman, we're the king of the forest. We're not. We don't care about no break. We don't care about no break the spirit." <laughs> he blew. He's blew his horn of the wild hunt, and he he charged the flank of the. Of the wild horns. Yeah. Of the, the long horns with the, the general in. 
it's just, it was too tasty. Uh, a couple died on the way in, but I passed a few six plus agises, and uh, nice. and that was pretty. So that was nice, and um, yeah. And so the Eagle King was also in combat. I think I actually gave him the overrun into the Eagle King, and that's what pinned him so that I could charge in the flank. Okay, so it was like a long overrun that he could maybe make, or I think it was like a six or a seven. So I kind of oh, no, okay. okay. So you d you used your Eagle King as a cha as chaff, basically. Well, I used the Briar Maidens as chaff so that he could overrun yeah. into the Eagle King. Maybe yeah. he didn't see that the Huntsmen were in the flank. I think he was just you know Kev is a bloodthirsty guy. Like he probably <laughs> just thought like ah let's just get it you know. Yeah. So maybe that was it. So that that's what happened. Um, the shapeshifter chaffed the. Uh, Longhorns, which would come on the rear. And the rangers and the eagles were just hanging out in the in the forest, just... It's just still scared of the briar beast. Yeah, scared of the briar just, beast. Just like looking around, just making sure behind every tree, like, oh, okay, there's nobody there. Okay, check again. Yeah, check and, the other one. and because I'd lost the heath hunters, they'd fled off. It meant that yeah. I couldn't really support against the, the pigs because I had no range damage. To, yeah. to do because the, the other heath hunters were kind of busy picking off um, uh, wild horns in the in the forest on the other side um, I got a totem beast off in a magic phase and I brought a beast of your own yeah I panicked uh, the gargoyles off nice but they eventually rallied on a, on a four <laughs> on a four ah dude <laughs> yeah and then the, this totem beast uh, watch this space because he comes back Okay, cool. And uh, it's very useful in the end. Um, the Elk Lord and Razax, the Emancipator, had a bit of a challenge. Wow, nice. Uh, Fight me! Uh, I, because I had Break the Spirit on, I was hitting him on like fours, so I only did oh. one wound, and I took one in return. Whoa. Wait, your Forest, forest Prince did only one wound on the charge? Yeah. Wow. Uh, even on four, like even if, why is it four though? Don't you normally hit on twos? He's got parry. Ah, uh, parry. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. And he's defensive eight, so he's actually higher defensive than me. Oh shit! So okay. it's threes, which goes to fours because I break the spirit. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would have thought you would have just like one shot him, but but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> when yeah. I did, well then when I looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> and then he <laughs> he passed quite a few. Uh, Aegis saves or some whatever he has. Yeah, exactly. Like a parry and a four plus four plus is, is not nothing to sniff that. So. Yeah. Um. So. And then basically, I killed all of the Razax roughnecks to a man with a huntsman. <laughs> um, <laughs> the huntsman restrain pursuit, and then the Eagle King runs down Razak the Emancipator. Wow, okay. <laughs> it, an ignoble death for making a challenge such such as that. Yeah. Ample to the ground by some flying thing. <laughs> yeah, and that was basically my turn. Um, I think the Kestrels pushed off the, the piggies on the back. And that was about it. That's all they could do. Uh, the Longhorn... <laughs> So in in the in the beast herd's turn, I think this is turn three. Uh, the longhorn charged a shapeshifter, and the centaur charged a shapeshifter in the rear. And I, wow, it's a sandwich. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of burly burly goat men just <laughs> ganging up on this sleek, sexy uh, guy. You know, elf man. <laughs> He's like got goat feet of his own. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Oh man, that means they're even more compatible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like imagining that, like, okay, so in the vein of P tier, I'm just imagining that the Beast Herds, they're like the, you know, like pretty rough around the edges, Goatman, whereas the Shapeshifter is like, you know, like imagine if a Goatman man was modeling for Victoria's Secrets or something he's, like he's that. He's basically you know? like, like a sexy Goatman. Exactly. Like the, sex, exactly. the sexiest Goatman. Yeah. So, Casimir, like, if, you know, if you were a centaur, would you fuck a shapeshifter? I mean, 100%. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, probably it would. If I was a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> <was> a centaur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I'm not sure. Like, like, mechanically, it would still be a bit weird, I think, but but you could you could probably get it done. You know? It's going like, to get good. in there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. It's mostly the onus is on the shapeshifter, you know, in that in that arrangement. To yeah. like fucking bend over correctly. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the beasts kind of did like defensive reforms, boo his to so that my kestrels and huntsmen couldn't like get like uh, any any reasonable charges. Um the wild horn that had just panicked off the the huntsmen just like war like moved up a bit and um the pigs kind of waddled a bit towards the the, ra- the rangers that were sat in the hill. <laughs> um, in his magic phase, he killed the Kestrels, a swarm of insects. Ah, oh, shit. Seriously? Yeah. So this was a bit of a mistake for me. He tried to cast Break the Spirit on them, and I dispelled that, and then he cast Swarm of Insects and just killed them. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. So that yeah, was I guess Break the Spirit would have been okay. Like, you could have just, yeah, just I could, hung about. I could have just moved in a different direction. So, yeah. yeah, that was fine. Um, uh, the Longhorn and the Centaur in the combat against the Shapeshifter, both of them fail the fear test. Both, <laughs> <laughs> both of them. The sexy man is so so scary. Like yeah. it's you know it's when you're trying to flirt with somebody at the club and it's just like they're a bit out of your league and you're just like ah oh, shit. You go up to them and then you're like ah. Uh, um, uh, and you walk hey. away again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, so you don't even say anything. You just yeah. walk away. <laughs> and they also failed the primal instinct. So not only were ah. they not only were they were afraid, they were also very not angry. Yeah, I mean, which makes sense. Which makes sense. It's a sexy shapeshifter. Exactly. Like, what? Who could be angry? You know? <laughs> uh, the shapeshifter took a one wound, but it did like three or four damage uh, with all with the four attacks that it has, and passed the break test. Yes. So my turn four. Um, I charged the eagles that were in the forest over oh, over the over the rangers into the wild horn. I think it, <laughs> okay. I think Kev missed it, but both of us were like not really sure like if it's gonna work <laughs> or what will yeah. happen. So I was like, fuck it, just try it. It's one hundred ninety points. Well, then we'll then we we'll learn from our mistakes if it fucks up. Yeah. So uh, I moved the huntsman and the eagle king up. Uh, to get out of line of sight of the pigs and just round the right flank, looking for like a tasty horn on a tasty horn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <then. laughs> a, a tasty charge on Jaghorn and his uh, uh, bo- yeah. and his bodyguard. I uh, mean, surely you would blow the horn, you know, wink, wink, in order to do that charge. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't blown the horn at, at any point during this tournament yet. Ah shit, dude! You 50, need to get better points, at blowing. Fifty points. <laughs> Um, and I need to kill three gargoyles with, well, my archers at this point have run off the table because they failed their rally test. Oh, um, perfect. So I only had the twelve, the 10 shots from the Heath Hunters and the two shots from the characters. 
along with a magic phase with a swarm of insects and a breath weapon totem beast. All I need to do is kill three gargoyles to stop him chaffing my huntsman, and then the following turn I charge in to Jaghorn's guard and I kill everything. Nice. And guess what happened? So easy, easy job done. You won nineteen one or something. Yeah, no but I, I only killed two out of three gargoyles. Oh, <laughs> uh, that last gargoyle, just like in my first game, he just like flies up, starts yelling insults. He's like, ah, oh, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last Come guy. Come get me. <laughs> last guy. Um. <laughs> yeah. So now he can chaff me, and I'm probably not going to get the the scenario. But <laughs> good times. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, in the combat phase, the shapeshifter, again, they both fail the fear test. I think one of them failed the primal fury test. And because they, <laughs> they fail the fear test and have distracting, it means that they just don't hit me. They're, well, they're hitting you on, like, what, sixes? or yeah, like... sixes if they fail the fear test. Yeah. And they get to reroll if they pass the primal fury, but Kev was, just, Kev was failing, I reckon. Well, the wild horns were on a seven, and the centaurs were on a six. And I reckon... He may be in this whole game with those two units. He probably passed like three out of ten tests or three out of twenty tests or something like that. Wow! I mean, fantastic. We started fighting in turn three, and let's just say that combat goes on until the end of the game, and I think he only passed like two or three tests. Just fucking slapping each other, like. But yeah. like this is really interesting because in my game it was like the opposite for all the low discipline checks I we had to make like both Smith F and I passed like the, I, he passed like discipline seven checks all over the place I passed like four discipline five checks on, on random units getting shots just yeah. no problem I mean as you will see Kev is very good at passing discipline four break tests but oh, but for discipline seven discipline seven and six is impossible apparently. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the shapeshifter took another wound, but he's consistently doing like three or four damage to the wild horn, uh, the longhorns. So yeah. if I'm not winning combat or drawing combat, I'm passing my break test. Yeah. yeah. Um, the eagles absolutely whiff. Ah, oh, sad, <laughs> the, sad eagle noises. The wild horns like did quite a bit of damage. Um, they catch the catch the eagles. <laughs> By yeah, so the eagles break them. Yeah, yes. the eagles break. They run away. The wild horns catch them, and they own, and they run like right one inch in front of the rangers, and I'm like, <laughs> the, the rangers are suddenly like licking their lips and like sharp, yeah, exactly. sharpening their swords. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, it's his turn next. Oh no! And is there space for a briar beast in front of uh, the rangers? There is, but he Kev decides to bring the briar beast off somewhere else. So, um, he chaffs the huntsman with a single gargoyle. Uh, yeah. The briar beast comes up not in the forest where the rangers are, but actually in the forest where the uh, Jaghorn's guard are stood with the BS BSB and Jaghorn himself in the unit. Okay, okay. Um, the, because, the, because the wild horns are like in front of the rangers, the only thing I can charge is them. So, he, he moves the pigs up. To in within charge range of the rangers, yeah. Um, he gets off a totem, oh. which means which means that if he can roll high enough to get them in front of the huntsman, I'm gonna get double chaffed. So not only do I not oh. get to charge something right. next turn, there's gonna be another two turns before I get to charge anything. Oh no! Yeah. 
And he interestingly chooses not to use a breath weapon on the Huntsman. I think he was kind of going to wait for the combat or something. Okay. Uh, That's the wild... weird. Because if you, in the combat, surely you just kill it before it yeah, gets Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I thought he would just, like, punk them, but didn't. Maybe he just forgot about it. He, you know, he decided, he was like, oh, I'm going to hold it. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure what okay. he was thinking, but yeah. So the wild horns kill a few rangers with the throwing weapons. The shapeshifter is still scary, um, and I think I am in pure true Halloween fashion. He just yeah. goes like, Ooh. yeah, and, I, and I'm just like, he occasionally slips a wound through, but I always pass my armor save. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm just killing like two or three each turn, and like gradually just like whittling them all down. <laughs> So my turn five, I kill the gargoyle in a very bloody fashion. Yeah, just like absolutely smash it. Make yeah. a little smear. Yeah. <laughs> the rangers charge the wild the wild horn here. Um, the hunters are just like pew-pewing at stuff, killing the other wild horns. Um, so the only thing that Kev can do, as I said, is like move the totem in front of the huntsman for the next turn. And the rangers kill all but four Wildhorn, but I don't catch them. Uh, I should have not. I should have just turned to face the pigs at this point, but I kind of. Yeah. I kind of got a bit bloodthirsty and <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, kill you want stuff. revenge. Yeah. Uh, so I overran and I didn't catch them. Um, the shapeshifter keeps going. <laughs> So how like okay how many guys did he start fighting from the beginning and like what what is the number like now? So there was six six centaurs in the rear and fifteen longhorn in the front. Okay. And I think and at, now, the, at this point there's probably about six longhorn left and <laughs> and I didn't do many attacks on the centaurs so maybe like four or something. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, just decimating him. Yeah. So in his turn five. The pigs charge the rangers in the rear. Here we go. <laughs> the the chariot like trundles around the back of the of like all the the bunker and everything just to threaten a counter charge if the huntsmen actually make it into the bunker. Uh, the totem rolls absolute shit and doesn't block the huntsman, <laughs> which was like very fortunate. I think he rolled like a four, a four or something on three dice. Oh no. <laughs> um, he moved the BSB out so that. If I do charge the the Jaghorn's guard, that I'm not going to get the points. But I think he probably should have moved the wizard out as well at this point. Um, the wild horns, which the four wild horns that were left, keep fleeing. Uh, the briar beast moves up on the other side of the block, so that if I do charge the block, that uh, the chariot will charge on one side and the briar beast will charge on the other. So it's if he holds. Well, if, I guess yeah. he's steadfast. Probably he's going to be steadfast. Probably yeah. Um, but is he in, actually in the forest or not? It doesn't matter. Do you? But does I don't you? You can't be steadfast in a forest. If or... you're a beast, you can. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I should just read the rules. <laughs> well, beast says all forest strider, right? Okay. I ah uh, so so strider actually makes you ignore the, the that thing. Yeah. That that was the part I didn't know. Yeah. So maybe Kev... maybe my vermin units needs a strider banner to be honest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So Kev rolls this. This magic phase was crazy, 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 crazy. I think Again. it was like seven, seven against five or something like that. Uh-huh. He he did two dice on a on the distracting totem on the bunker. So 
I rolled two dice to stop it, and I rolled double one. Oh no! Well, at least you get them back. Yeah, and then then he casts break the spirit on the rangers. So I think he did it with like three or four dice or what whatever was left. So yeah, he rolled four dice. So I roll. I think he rolled quite low, just got it off. So that meant he had one dice left. So I okay. roll. I rolled three of my five to stop it because it was so low and I didn't get it. I think I needed like a nine. Didn't get it. I yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's rough, but you definitely, on a nine, you should probably roll four. I yeah. Think. Well, well, I had one dice left, right? So I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not, actually. Maybe I did roll all of them, didn't stop it. I got one dice back or two dice back because I rolled two ones. And then yeah, that would make more sense. So then, then Kev was like, "Oh, I've got one dice left. I forgot to throw it at the last spell." So he just tried a, a like a awaken the beast on the wild horns. He needed a six. Rolled a six. Yeah. I rolled two dice. Couldn't stop it. Oh no! So not again! Like two magic phases. I could not. I could not <laughs> stop any spells. Oh, Vietnam flashback right yeah. there. So this, so this means that the wild horns are suddenly like res five, and if my huntsmen go in, it's like a little bit more risky. Yeah, the, well, the rest five and distracting, right? And distracting, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the pigs uh, obviously destroy the rangers. The break spirit absolutely fucked it. Because um, even in the rear, I've still got two attacks each. So I thought they yeah. might they might do okay, but I didn't roll high enough. Um, the sh- the centaurs run away from the shapeshifter, um, but the wild ho- uh, the longhorn they stick on steadfast. On a four or. Uh, on a seven. Seven. Okay. Oh yeah, steadfast. Yeah. No, don't mind me. Just simple <laughs> shit. So turn six, Ingo the Huntsman and the Eagle King. <laughs> and because of the Briar Beast, the Briar Beast is kind of like overlapping slightly. So I had to charge the the Eagle King first, so that they would wheel to the Eagle King and then put the Huntsman in after. Yeah. Um. So the Eagle King was like kind of on the corner, and the Huntsman were like. On the other side, with the the elk lord on the on the on the other corner. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then my totem rolled quite the one that was like hanging out in the back, like rolled it like well enough to block the chariot, so that the chariot it would have to kill oh, the totem nice. before it went in overran into the combat. So there's yeah, a little bit, is... a few more variables here that made it yeah, better definitely. for me. It's, it's like it should do, but it's a bit dicey. Yeah, the, the last hunters, they just kind of got out of the way and tried to shoot a few centaurs and didn't really do anything the rest of the game. Um, I got off Break the Spirit, and, but Kev stopped to wait, like, Awaken the Beast for plus one strength. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And then the Shapeshifter, at last, he broke the Longhorns and ran them down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wow, he's just there, like covered in gore. Like I'm, I'm imagining this kind of like anime style ninja dude, just like surrounded by corpses. So the centaurs and Longhorn, when it saw like a sexy shapeshifter, got the cocks yeah. out and then just got got killed and ran away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just got castrated basically. Yeah. Uh, in the combat, the important combat with uh, Jaikorn Stoneskin, um, I killed like a lot of Wildhorn. I think I rolled like crazy with the battle focus. Um, but they just have enough guys left to be steadfast. Ah oh, shit! And he yeah. made it with a reroll on the BSB on the on the character's discipline. It's like ah. Wow. And and I had I had fear as well, so that was a bit annoying. Yeah. 
And then in his final turn, he charges in the totem. Uh, sorry, he charges in the Bride Beast into the Eagle King. Um, but he can't quite clip the Huntsman because they're so flush. Yeah. And then he charges the totem with the chariot, uh, hoping to overrun into the combat. And on the left side, he rallies the wild horn on a four again. <laughs> uh, so they rallied, rallied on decimated with no reroll, basically. Yeah, exactly. Twice. Perfect. Wow. Um, the centaurs keep fleeing, so I got some points there. Um, in his magic phase, he got awakened a beast on the wild horn, but I stopped break the spirit. And I kind of figure at this point, like, I'd only need to kill like two or three wild horn. So even wounding on fives, I'm probably still going to do it. And then, and it's it's probably better for me to have the Elk Lord like hitting on hitting on twos, wounding on twos, because that's what's going to do the damage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, basically, the Chariot kills the Totem, overruns into the combat, but, uh, but doesn't sad. do that many on impact hits. Okay. Only uh, lose like two or three Huntsmen. Um... And between the Huntsman, Eagle King, the Elk Lord, I kill almost all the Wildhorn, the Chariot nice. flees, Jaghorn Stoneskin flees, gets run down by the Huntsman, and the Eagle King just has to stand because it's been held in place by the Bride Beast. So wait, what's it? But Jaghorn Stoneskin is that the uh, is that the Wizard or the BSB? That's the Wizard. The BSB ah, is hiding in the forest like a ah, pussy. Okay. That, makes, that makes more sense. Yeah, I didn't even know what the BSB was called. I didn't look at that because he didn't do anything yeah, in the like... whole game. Just <laughs> <laughs> keeping his points. Yeah, exactly. And nice. So, yeah, we've got a few trophies for the Elven King's Hall. We have uh, the hide of Razak the Emancipator and oh, the, and the head of Jaghorn Stoneskin above the <laughs> mantelpiece. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I assume you mount those on nice wooden plaques. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, they they adorn the mantelpiece with all the Feldrak heads from last time. <laughs> it's just imagine this quaint little house, just like absolutely filled with these like ugly ass uh, beast heads. Know. Yeah, exactly. Just like these these Feldraks, but Feldrak's heads just look like you know ugly ogres, I guess. Uh, essentially. <laughs> yeah, like so, so, slightly it, scaly ogres. Yeah, it's covering <laughs> every wall. Yeah, and that was the game, and I it was. Draw scenario, and I won 13-7. 13-7. Yeah, so what did you think about the scenario? Um, I, I don't think it's a very balanced scenario. I don't think it's a very... It's a fun scenario, but I don't think it's like... It's very much like, okay, I can just avoid you if I want to. Yeah, like, I can, I can definitely see that in your game. Uh, in my game, it was much more interesting because we both kind of committed. Uh, like, I mean, I didn't go into the cannon with my dictator, but I wouldn't have done that anyway. But it was yeah. like, it kind of, it added a lot of tension to the game because it was really like, everything was left on one wound at the end. Yeah, so that, I, that I, think, I think it's quite fun when you have a game like that. I think maybe what you could do is say, in the assassinate scenario, the the scenario objective is worth like four points or five points instead of three. Yeah. And then it forces you to kind of go out there and try and get it a bit more. Yeah, I guess I guess so. But still, like, that doesn't help you to get that BSB, for example. Yeah, if true. It just true, want actually, to. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it depends a lot also on what kind of lists you play. If you play, like, a... If you play a list where all the characters are kind of expendable, like, like the one uh, Kev plays, I think, then yeah. it's kind of it's difficult. Yeah. But I think Kev played the objective quite well, to be honest. 
Yeah. He didn't commit his BSB at any point, and he, it was always very safe. And uh, I just have to give a little award to my MVP shapeshifter, who yeah. like <laughs> did so good, considering how like actually shit it is on paper. <laughs> so so, what's his name? Does he have a name yet? He does have a name, but uh, you're gonna have to talk while I find it. Yeah, let's see here. Well, yeah, I'm just like I'm just imagining that, like this is his like little modeling trophy. Uh, you know, like he he managed to abuse his power of sexiness in order to save the day. He's called Ilthurin. <laughs> Ilthurin, okay. That's what I named him when I wrote the list. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Yeah, I've... cool. And the least value player was whoever was responsible for dispelling. <laughs> <laughs> so probably the, the druid then. Yeah. And also the two units that fled off the table for no reason. Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> I think... I think in my game, my my most like I didn't really have anything that like did exceptionally well. Well, I had two things that were were quite interesting. Like I, I so the Globadiers was the first time I used them, and they're actually, I don't know, like he didn't focus them, so they got to do some stuff, uh, which is quite. So they they were quite good actually. Like they killed some some uh, outriders and shot a bit at the uh, what's his, what's his name the witch hunter and stuff and then threatened the a, a war machine and they managed to pass like a dis- some couple of discipline checks with no help which was uh, quite good <laughs> cool. uh, but then my i think my mvp is my uh, uh my wizard on the platform because he got challenged by the guy with like light of sunstall and a one plus save and all this <laughs> kind of shit and then my bell just punked him like <laughs> he went in and he's like i'm definitely gonna win this combat i'm like yeah, okay sure i'll roll my eight great weapon attacks and then i just first round did two wounds next round i killed him i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> well eight strength five is it one not it be rollable no it wasn't re-rollable he had like some item that gives him ages against magic items i think so so he had like a one plus save and nothing else so it, i don't think he it was a particularly good idea for him to accept us uh, to like go into the challenge yeah okay i see oh yeah here's like the, the extra ages against magic yeah yeah cool so yeah that was it cool so on to i mean so you're doing quite well on points i think yeah 26 after two games yeah, so, that's so that, that must be maybe not the top, but like uh, close to the top, I guess. Uh, I think someone I saw someone got like a big win, so I'm not sure. We have to see what yeah. the scenarios are like. Yeah, I think I'm definitely bottom. Uh, I would guess after this. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm like I'm wondering if I'm gonna win the game with my piece <laughs> <laughs> list. But, but Casimir, the next game you get to play against it. Exactly. And the, the worst thing is, I, I like, wonder if I lose the next game. God, that would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm at like the perfect point where I'm done well enough that the next army I'm going to play against is probably like quite a good army. And my army is like not the best army. So, and it's quite probably, maybe it's difficult to play as well because it's kind of like avoidancy. Yeah, if so, you're not used to it. It's so it might, it might be quite, a, put me in quite a good place depending on who I get to play against. I really hope to, if I get some shooting or something like that, it's going to be great. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, to me, like, in the middle of my game, I was just, like, when everything was starting to go wrong, I, I just sat there and I felt like, oh, I don't, like, do I really want to keep playing Vermis Warm? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the game was really fun overall, but I think it really definitely, like, bring, have, has brought up, or, or my last few games have, 
kind of brought out some some of the reasons why it's it's like sometimes it's, it's very I told like I, I, what comes to mind is I think on the Madgut Madgut podcast uh, they uh, they talked about Empire and they had some quotes uh, one of the guys saying something like Empire is the army that that takes and takes but never gives anything and. I feel like it's kind of similar when I play Vermisworn, where it's like uh, when it goes well, it's it's like okay, it functions like a normal army, basically. That like it doesn't feel too crazy, and then sometimes it goes wrong, and it just takes everything from you, and you lose lots. Say like ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we will call it an end there. Uh, yeah. But thank you very much for listening. Um, I must say, Casimir, sound effects were not of that frequent Must yeah no I, f- I find it quite difficult to uh, to add you your games are so tactical and uh, fucking finky you know <laughs> well that's your job to bring color to the yeah i think i have to i have to get the soundboard next time and also put in the the horrible long ones or something <laughs> yeah exactly so thanks very much for listening um i think we'll probably be back again in a couple of weeks once we got the next round drawer out and talk about the matchup again um, it'd be quite interesting because it's the army swap round and yeah so otherwise we've got a, a few other shows that have been recorded hopefully probably won't <laughs> get time to put them up in the next few weeks but yeah. we also have tech coming up uh, at the end of this month yeah so, this submission at the end of the week I think yes indeed have you submitted your list yet no uh, so I ha- I have like one game on actually on the Friday when the li- list submission is so I'm going to play that game and then uh, panic and change my list at the last moment and yeah. then submit that's what I'm doing I have a game against Sassiel tomorrow and I'm going to panic and change my list at the last moment perfect then we're in the same boat yeah <laughs> alright guys thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one